You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, this is Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneurs Podcast. Today, I have Sarah Lawton on with me from Principled Practice. Sarah, thanks so much for being here with us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So I'm excited to hear about this business, but first, why don't you start by telling us what kind of nurse you are and your background as a nurse? Yeah, sure. So um, I was inspired to go to nursing school by 9-11. Um, We had medical missions teams that were leaving from my church to go um, on medical missions, and I had just had a baby, And um, but every time they get up to go, my heart would just start pounding, and I just really felt like I wanted to have a skill that I'd be able to give back in times of disaster or emergency or, you know, in in any time, really. So um, that's what got me going to nursing school. And so I went to nursing school a little bit late. I started when I was like 25 with my prerequisites, um, went to Baylor's uh, University through their program after I finished my prerequisites, um, and then graduated um, from Baylor in 2009. Um, while I was work- While I was in school, I I was a semester away from graduation and I felt like I knew nothing really about nursing, actual physical in the hospital type care. So I did a nurse tech position with the bone marrow transplant unit at Baylor, uh, Big Baylor, downtown Dallas, Baylor University Medical Center, and um, fell in love with the population. And so straight out of school, when I graduated in 2008, I started as a registered nurse on the bone marrow transplant unit. Um, and was able to do that for about five years with Baylor, and then um, had a little bit of a change in my life, went through a divorce and became a single mom and wanted to have a job that allowed me to work from home. And so I transitioned to a nurse case management job and worked for United Health Group. Um, This happened to put me in a very cool position where I was working in almost all 50 states all over the country. Um, One of the about 60% of my role prior to the pandemic and then 80% when the pandemic started was talking to patients after they got out of the hospital or the emergency room and going over their discharge instructions to make sure they have their care needs in place. And then we did remote patient monitoring and um, disease management. So, um, uh, so that's that's my background with nursing um, and and how I got into it. Uh, that's awesome. And, you know, I was going to say, because uh, you said you got into it late at the age of 25. And I remember thinking um, when I was younger, I'm like, when I'm really, really old, like 25, I'm going to have, you know, I'm all these things, you know, X, Y, and Z. And now I look back and I'm like, that was, you know, it was a no brainer to go back to school at 25 and do what you really want. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, or to go back to school, do a little class work, you know, today to do what I want. So Yeah. I mean, even now in my forties, like, I don't think it's unreasonable to go back to school and do something different if you want. (laughs) I kind of feel like that's what I did with nursepreneurs is I kind of, you know, got some classes and some education. And so, yeah. So definitely. uh, Okay. So you became, uh, you you worked in case management, you were helping patients after discharge, which is another area that I find fascinating that, uh, you know, that if we just talk to patients after hospitalization and, and, you know, help them navigate the system, they can actually do pretty well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is really novel, right? But, um, okay, so 
when did you tell me about your business and when did you actually start that? Yeah. So, um, I, United Health Group instituted the vaccine mandate because they had more than a hundred uh, employees and it was being pressured by all the higher ups, all the nursing organizations, all the, you know, the AMA, um, you know, CDC, NIH, Biden administration, everybody was pressuring the mandate. And in October of um, 2021, they said, you either get the vaccine or you're not allowed to work here, even for our 100% remote positions. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah. And unfortunately, I had had bad reactions to two flu shots and the Tdap booster that I got when I was in nursing school. And so I already had vaccines as an allergy, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't permit that to count. They, I had to have my first shot. And the only way I could be exempt was to have an anaphylactic reaction to my first shot. So even if it paralyzed me, I still had to get my second one, according to their <laughs> rules. So I was like, okay. And there were a lot of things happening. Um, one of the reasons that I wanted to start my own business is because behind the scenes, we were on the front lines. Um, United Health Group had us promoting the vaccines from the moment they came out. And so when we started seeing injuries from the vaccines rolling in in March, 2021, and they were rolling in in large numbers on my team of 15 nurses alone, we had about 250,000 nurses working around the country. I just, if, if that was what we were seeing, I just could only imagine what was really happening in the entire U.S. And then when I went to my leadership to say, hey, how do we report these to VAERS? Um, we were forbidden from reporting all the injuries that were rolling in. And I felt I felt I spent about five months arguing with my leadership and trying to help my team because, um, yeah, there was a lot of things that were ethical and safety wise that was just thrown out the window all to push you know, this, this, uh, one size fits all narrative and we don't have one size fits all bodies. Right. So, um, anyway, so I wanted to be able to help the vaccine injured because I knew there was a huge community of them out there. I connected with a group called react19.org. Um, and then real, not rare is also another one. And those are just websites. If anybody's listening and they're not feeling well, or your vaccine injured, those are communities where you can connect to find support, get help, talk to other people and have community who will believe you and understand that that's what's going on. So I've um, connected with uh, react19.org. And then I've also connected with, and this is how I'm networking, is um, I connected with a group called Freedom Healthcare. And they're very, um, very excited about um, creating a, a, an alternative, an al an, an alternative for patients to come to that is a healthcare system that really truly is focused on patient wellness, patient safety, um, medical freedom, um, you know, patients and parents making the best choices they feel, you know, based on their knowledge and their understanding for their families. Um, and so if anybody's interested in volunteering or looking into that, we need lots of volunteers and you can go to freedom-healthcare.us um, and sign up. They are creating a huge network of providers and will eventually be opening online telehealth clinics all over the country um, and be connected to providers who have telehealth and uh, uh, stable clinics. Plus they plan on building hospital systems and uh, all. Um, but again, based on the idea of medical freedom. So um, again, that website just is, uh, if you'll allow me, it's freedom-healthcare.us. 
Awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm one of those <laughs> vaccine injured people like, uh, you know, I had a, a reaction to it and it was just awful. And I still think I have residual effects of it, you know, to this day. And it's like, yeah. you know, people always look at you cross-eyed like, well, nobody else had any problems. <laughs> it's, well, we're so indoctrinated that vaccines are safe. Vaccines are safe. Vaccines are perfectly safe. You get tons of them as a child. You know, right now, I think it's up to like 56 or something. And, you know, and... <sighs> But then I personally had bad reactions to two flu shots and a Tdap vaccine. And so that's what got me thinking about, you know, concerns about this one. And it was experimental. And I looked back at the mRNA um, technology for the research and why had it not come to be a product, even though they'd been working on it for 20 or 30 years. And I looked back at the animal studies. And so I was really nervous about this because all the animals in all their trials kept dying um, from cancers, autoimmune diseases, and even the ones, the little ones that looked like the animals might be okay. When they checked back in with them, like nine months later, they all died. It, hmm. Anyway, so that's the technology that they were rolling out that they said they had perfected and was going to be safe and effective. And it was neither, it is neither, and they're still promoting them. And I know there's only like a 12% uptake of the bivalent booster, but that was tested on eight mice before they released it to humans. Hmm. And there, now that they pulled the Pfizer BioNTech vax, the only one on the market is the bivalent booster that again was only tested on eight mice. And they say it's an updated version of their previous version, which, you know, vaccine, the vaccine journal called Vaccine, um, they had an article a year ago showing that um, compared to placebo, that the Pfizer vax had a 16% serious adverse reaction rate. And they did a pretty big study. So it's just been, it's been kind of, uh, it's been a real, this is why I became a nurse to be able to help <laughs> in times just like these, to be able to support people, find resources, get truthful information um, to people and um, hopefully some balance in what has become a very emotionally charged conversation piece, which has nothing to do with politics and everything to do with our individual health. Right. Exactly. Um, all right. So, well, let me ask you this. Uh, when did, when did principal practice your business? When did this come into existence? Was this yeah. because of COVID or was this uh, already existing before COVID? Yeah, it was absolutely because of everything that I saw behind the scenes. And when I left my job, I thought it was going to be easy to just get a new nursing position, like with a company that was <laughs> more reasonable. <laughs> yeah, right. And how did that yeah, work out? <laughs> so I, had, I had 15 interviews or 16 interviews. Forgive me. I'm not, I lost count. Um, and I knew I normally interview fairly well. I, I typically don't have a hard time finding jobs and usually get a, at least a second or third interview. You know, I, in fact, if I get a second interview, I always get the job. I've never gone through this before. And every single one of them, do you have your vaccine? And I would explain no, but I do have a medical exemption letter from my doctor. I've been allergic to vaccines since 2009. And every one of them refused to, yeah, I didn't get a call back. So I was like, I have to do something. And it's either figure out how to use nursing and make money on my own or go back to like waitressing or go back to school and figure out something that doesn't require me to be ethical and truthful to practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, that's, 
and it seems like that disappeared all of a sudden too. I mean, do they still ask? I mean, I don't know that you've applied for jobs recently, but do they still ask for vaccinations or do we not care yes. anymore? Yes. Okay. The last job interview I had was about a month and a half ago. I, even though I was already building my, starting to build my practice, I still was like, okay, this could take some time before I actually start making income. Um, and so um, I mean, I've had to, I cashed out my retirement. I had to sell my house because I haven't been working for a year and a half. And I've just kind of been floundering thinking I'd be able to get hired. And then all of these interviews weren't panning out anyway. So I was looking at um, going back to school to do nutrition training. Um, and at the same time, I'm concerned about a lot of things happening in our world right now. And so I was looking at maybe going back to, there's a program out of uh, the inner sorry, Energetic Health Institute, it, and Dr. Henry Ely, he's a fantastic nutritionist, doctor of nutrition, and it's his school, and it's a holistic nutrition program. It's $5,000, basically, for 1,200 hours, and then you can sit for the holistic nutrition exam. Oh, so I was thinking nice. about doing that. Yeah, right. totally. So I was thinking about doing that, because I was like, okay, I can be a nutritionist and counsel people on wellness, and quite frankly, not need any licensure or permission to do that if I have education in the background. <clears throat> um, but um, anyway, so I did, I, I, as I was looking at that, I was also looking at eco villages to learn about self-sustainability and to kind of off the grid living and those kinds of things. I just don't want my electricity to be able to be turned off or my water, <laughs> those kinds of things. So I got connected with this group and one of, and there's several nurses who are planning on moving with this eco village. And one of them told me about nursepreneurs. And so that's, and it, literally I was looking at going back to the nutrition school and I looked at it and at first, so, you know, I have my certification in case management, mm -hmm. which makes me a RNBSN CCM. And your program says CCM. And I, at first, when I read that, was thinking, oh my gosh, it's a case management like program to become your own nurse. And okay, so if you have a background in RN case management, the chronic care management program is amazing and you will be a perfect fit for it. Um, so I'm really glad that I had that misunderstanding because that's how I ended up sliding in. And then when I realized everything that it was, I was like, oh my God, this is even better. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, all right. So uh, the um, you did the course though. Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. And I love that you keep it to where I still have access to it so that even if my notes weren't perfect or if I didn't download whatever document or if my, you know, my computer loses whatever document, I can just go back in and grab it and... So I'm using a lot of the resources that you gave. Tax Hive has been phenomenal. I like them I mean, a lot. Oh my gosh, love them. I didn't know anything about the tax code or how to <laughs> set up a small business. And um, I mean, you really, you know, all the companies that you hear about where you, you know, they don't pay their taxes or whatever. Oh, no, they do. They just have really smart accountants who know how to work the system. Right. And that's what I needed was smart accountants who could teach me how to work the system and, and legally. And right. that's tax live is man. They're brilliant. They yeah. have webinars like every week where you can turn tune in for question and answer sessions. So if you have extra questions or whatever, you can make appointments to just talk to the accountant one-on-one. -on -one. Um, they have like uh, other webinars each week on different topics, be it retirement or investing or whatever. It's fabulous. It's, right. It really is. 
Um, so, well, let's go back to, for a second to the principled practice. So yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, when did that, when did that get started? Yeah. So, um, I, I created my website primarily to start a blog about medical ethics and about what was happening in nursing and medicine that I could see just in my, you know, three years. Um, and so I started, re I had been researching some things to kind of understand the history behind our health organizations and health bodies, like the CDC and the NIH. Um, and what I found was so disturbing that I had to have some sort of outlet for it. <laughs> and so I started a blog. And as I started the blog, I thought I can do nurse health advocacy, but, and I want to help the vaccine injured, but I'm not exactly sure how. And so I thought, you know, I'll work on the blog because I needed that creative outlet to just kind of deal <laughs> and hope, yes. um, and hopefully share some helpful information with people. And then, um, yeah, I was like, I can connect somehow with the vaccine injured. And I was, I've been following all of the doctors we saw in the first two months of what would have, well, sorry. So the rollout started, we started rolling out the vaccine in like January of 2021 by March, 2021, we started having three to seven, at least vaccine injuries per day on my team of nurses. And that went on for two months until at more than two months until late May of 2021 and or mid to late May. And around then that's when United Health Group was like, we're gonna start promoting these for healthy children aged 12 to 16. And I was like, wait a minute. And I was looking back at VAERS and I didn't even know about VAERS actually before the pandemic, but I also didn't realize I was going to be promoting an experimental product. So I felt it was important to understand things that we weren't getting education about. Anyway, um, sorry, I got lost. So anyway, I knew there were a lot of vaccine injured people because we had so many vaccine injuries on my team alone rolling in in that first two months. And then when I began speaking up about it, we weren't allowed to talk about it in the chat anymore, but I kept having plenty of vaccine injuries. So I know it was happening in massive numbers. So the VAERS database, normally they say about 1% goes into VAERS, gets entered. I would say because of the suppression from healthcare providers and large companies for healthcare providers to report those injuries or to even recognize those injuries, it's probably like a 10th of 1% or a half of 1% that's being reported in there. Oh, wow. It's a massive community. So I wanted to help the vaccine injured. So I was trying to figure out how I could do that, but. I, and so I connected with groups like react19.org. Um, but when I connected with react19.org, the founder, her name's Julia Marks. She, I'm actually a RN whistleblower also because of everything that was happening behind the scenes and all of the things that I saw being not for being forbidden to uh, report injuries, which were legally required to do as healthcare providers, um, being told it was out of scope. Um, anyway, so she connected me with a group called uh, Former Feds, and so I've been working with them to see if we can bring a case to try to get these vaccines pulled off the market because they're incredibly dangerous. Um, and right now, you know, mostly poor children and uh, poor women and our, you know, Medicare, Medicaid patients are the ones who are primarily, they're pushing it because their doctors are getting kickbacks for doing so. Right. Okay. Um, all right. So in terms of um, getting clients into your business, um, I mean, how do people reach you or how do they uh, connect with you? And, and is that something that you're doing at this point? 
Yeah. So I've been networking and the way that I've been networking. So it's been interesting in this time of censorship. I got kicked off of LinkedIn for saying that there were studies that said ivermectin works. And literally, that's exactly what I said verbatim. And I got kicked off for that. And then Facebook has been restricting me to where I can't even participate in groups. So I'm like, well, how do I network and connect with people in this modern digital age? So the World Health Organization Treaty provided me a great opportunity. For those of you who don't know, people are voting on it. 194 nations, including the U.S., they're voting on it in the General Assembly this week, and it's supposed to go into effect 30 days, I believe, 20 or 30 days from May 30th or May 31st. So um, I've been really concerned about that, about what they're doing with our food supply, with mRNA vaccinating the cattle and the bees and the, anyway. So I've been going around and talking with my community and sharing some information, some websites, some links, um, information about or local or small organic farms and options for healthy food, um, you know, in, informing them about the danger of these vaccines, informing them about the World Health Organization and their historical background, which is really, really bad. We don't want these people in control over our healthcare system. And it's going to affect every single person in our healthcare system. Every nurse, every doctor, every provider of any sort of health, anything, they can, they will have total say over everything if this goes into effect. So encourage all of you to call anybody and everybody who it represents you and tell them no to the WHO treaty. Um, but that's given me an opportunity to go network and talk with people. And I've met, um, I met the mayor of a small town here locally um, and connected with him and his wife. And they know a bunch of primary care doctors that they plan on connecting me with in the next week or so. Um, and then I also met a gentleman who owns nine stem cell clinics and his brother's a venture capitalist. And um, they were impressed with me. And so I've had an opportunity to start talking with them. So that's how I'm networking. People can call me. My phone number is 214-929-9218. Again, that number is 214-929-9218. You can go to my website at principled-practice.com. Remember, that's principled, like I have principles, not your principal from elementary school. <laughs> so it's P-R-I-N-C-I-P-L-E-D hyphen practice.com. Um, and then you can connect with me on Twitter or Facebook if they'll allow you to connect with me on Facebook. <laughs> I'm still on there, but I'm just not allowed to comment in groups or participate in like anything except for anything I'm allowed to post on my timeline. Ugh. Anyway, so yeah, that is um, frustrating. <laughs> yeah, you can find me Sarah Lawton from Melissa, Texas and connect with me on Facebook. And then my name is Sarah Lawton RN on Twitter. Awesome. Sarah, this was really, really, it, it's much different than the other podcast episodes that we do, but I think it's very informative and it, it definitely gives you an outlet because it sounds like you're being shut down everywhere else. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I really appreciate you doing this podcast episode with us and we will put all of your information in the show notes. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Katie. This is Katie Harris saying thanks for listening. Remember, if you're a nurse who is ready to start this type of business that you heard about here today on this podcast or any other idea that is burning a fire inside of you, let's talk it out. Click the link inside the show notes to schedule your private discovery call with my team. No sales. This call is just to determine what your idea is and if we can help. Until next time, keep making your impact, nursepreneurs.